came was birthed out of this morning's message as I was studying for them. Ephesians chapter 2, we're going to read more thoroughly over a passage in which we looked at three verses in this morning's message. Ephesians chapter 2. We begin in verse 1. It says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit of disobedience, or excuse me, that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus." that in the ages to come He might show the exceeding riches of His grace and His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them, I wish you would look again, if you will, in the verse 8. It says, For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Uh, question tonight serves as a title for the message, and it's this. How do you handle a gift? How do you handle a gift? And uh, I want us to think along those lines. Well, let's pray together. While we pray, would you pray? We have a lot to be grateful for, but would you ask the Lord to guide your mind in hearing, even as I have already asked the Lord to guide in the preparing for you. And if you come with a heart that wants to hear what's been prepared, you'll be amazed what God will do through His words. Let's pray together, please. Father, guide us tonight. Guide me as a speaker. May I stay exactly on the track you want me to. And uh, Lord, I pray that the hearers will hear with uh, attentive and willing ears and a spirit that's open to you, I ask in Christ's name. Amen. Some thoughts I had as I was putting this together for these. You know, on occasion, you'll meet with someone who does not know how to handle a compliment or correction or instruction or praise or blessing. When you try to compliment them, you try to correct, instruct, praise, or bless someone who doesn't have a healthy response to that, it makes for some very awkward, sometimes down, downright uncomfortable uh, situations for both parties involved with it. Um, sometimes it's, it's just even a compliment. Sometimes when people, uh, they, they can't be complimented without being self-deprecating. They, they, they always want to turn them aside and that sort of thing. I guess... I don't know if it's healthier, but it's certainly easier to put up with than somebody who says, gee, I'm glad you noticed. You know? 
I told my wife, I have to watch. I'm terrible for this at a Chick-fil-A. You know, they're trained to say my pleasure when they do something. And I appreciate that little courtesy. But every now and then when I'm in an honor mood and if I happen to be at one, and they'll say my pleasure and they'll say it certainly is. <laughs> and, and it's like they should hit, hit me for that. Um, but um, sometimes people do not have to know how to receive something. God, through His Word, His written record of His revealed will, equips us to have healthy reactions and relationships to all things in life. It really does. People, uh, objects, uh, income, influence, all of it. He teaches us how to have healthy relationship with it. And tonight, we're going to allow His Word to teach us how to scripturally have a healthy response to a gift. And... Uh, it's a wonderful thing, and the Bible talks about the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. For God so loved the world that He... What's the word? It's a gift. And uh, how do we handle a gift? It's very, very important with that to understand. I'll give you Bible thoughts on it. First of all, a gift is to be received. A gift is to be received. Now, there's probably several in this room who have no problem with that part of it. Amen? <laughs> say, just offer me something. I'm ready to take it. But um, a gift is to be received, and we understand that that means to be accepted and uh, wholly accepted as it comes towards us. Look in John chapter 1, as I promised you, it would be a biblical message of uh, showing us how to receive a gift. And I think you can make the application easily enough to say, okay, how do we receive the gift that we've received from God, which is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord? Just like this morning, we addressed the situation of, of the birth and what are the, the importance of the birth and what do we do with the birth. Uh, we understand now that we have a gift. So what do we do with that gift? And uh, John chapter 1, verse 10, says of Jesus Christ, it says, He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. Imagine that we as rational beings with the capacity for understanding and intellect could become so blind that we would not even recognize our own Creator. Uh, the Bible talked about that in the Old Testament. One, one of the prophets, I think it's Isaiah, forgive me if I'm off on that, uh, made, made the statement and said, the ox knoweth his master. But we have not known my God. In other words, we don't know our Creator. Isn't that, isn't that a strange thing? He was in the world and the world was made by Him and the world knew Him not. He came unto His own His own received Him not. Then I like the next little statement. But, that was the general condition, but as many as received Him, however many that may be, as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name, which were born not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And so it said there that as many as received Him, so what do we do with the gift? We receive it. We accept it. We receive it. And it drives my family a little bit crazy at uh, Christmas time, and we had to get together at our house on Thursday because of the schedule this, this week being unusual. And uh, we, as we were there to, at the house, I, I am the gift passer-outer with that. And uh, sometimes a little slower than what the kids would like, the, the grandkids especially. And uh, it, it, it amazing the little blessings in life. 
I, I tell you something. This is just a, this is a, this is a pappy talking now at the moment. Um, I'm sitting here and I looked over at June Church. I could just see Bradley was the one I could see around uh, looking around Brother Carpenter, and he, he was looking and the song was going up, and he saw me see him. He's never in here for that the, that service, and he just looked at me and like, <laughs> I waved back at him. Said, Hi, <laughs> but I'm passing out the gifts, and you know everybody has different ways you do it at our house. When we do that, we give time for people to open them. You know, you can't open them, talk about them, un- unpack them, but open them at least. Do that and uh, go through and uh, we'll pass those things out. And uh, uh, we're handing those gifts out and they'll be received. Well, the, the, the family will say, open your gifts because I'll get one. I say, oh, that's for me. And I set it aside and I'll start to pass others out. Pass those out. And so like uh, uh, Logan got me a gift and, and I picked it up and he saw me read it and he goes, you have to open it now. And uh, so anyway, I ended up opening it now. You know, God's very anxious for us to receive the gift. Fully receive it. And understand what it means for us. What with the gift? What, what is a healthy response to a gift? You receive it. Um, you, you accept it. You realize that... Uh, so I didn't deserve it. <laughs> That's why it's a gift. <laughs> a gift presupposes you didn't deserve it. It came from the kindness of someone else. Thank God for the gift. Then it's to be respected. Look in 2 Corinthians 9. It's to be received. Second Corinthians 9, it's to be respected. I love this verse, verse 15. If I get to the right page. It says, Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. Um, there's a respect for it. You talk about holding in high reference that, uh, that uh, uh, statement there, unspeakable gift, means that the... the Language, the human language cannot convey the value of it. You ever seen something or experienced something and it's just uh, overwhelming and you want to try to convey that to somebody? And as you begin to try to explain what you know, something looked like or what the experience was like, you quickly realize you just can't get across. And the person you're telling is looking at you like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And it's like, uh And then we, we go back to had to be there and but they weren't so it doesn't work and you were you, you want to convey it and God said in his word he said it's an unspeakable gift there's another little slight dimension to it and I mentioned it to brother Carpenter one day just in passing I was looking at that verse you know how, how did God make everything he made it by the word did he not God spoke and these things were and God spoke and these things were Jesus wasn't created he's always been he's an unspeakable gift he was not spoken into existence he is the word and uh, thanks be unto God. And so what do we do? We have respect for the gift. Here's the thought with that. Respect of the gift is respect of the giver. Amen. If you open a little cabinet we have in our house where they're just right size for little cans of goods and, and such in it, if you open that, it's hard to get it closed again sometimes because of the artwork inside there. And uh, Nemo's got all kinds of things posted in there that the kids have made. And so they move around on you sometimes. I'm trying to get to the cat food and I can't get to it. You know, they, it's not the stuff full, but they move around when the door is closed. 
of their own value as far as, you're not going to see them on the art walk. Well, you might. It's better than some stuff. Um, but they're not something you're going to sell, something someone else is going to appreciate. You know? But why? Because it's a, it's a value assigned to the one who made it. A value assigned to the, the one who, who gave that. Respect of the gift is respect of the giver. And uh, when we respect the gift, we are sharing respect to the one who gave the gift. And uh, may God help us always to be respectful with the gift that God's given us. So it's to be received. Got that? It's a gift. It's to be received. <laughs> it's kind of funny, and not in a humorous way, but an ironic sort of way. How many of God's people are quick to understand and even express the fact how forgiving God can be and how someone's past is truly the past once the Calvary blood's applied and how they have a fresh start and they believe that. They emphasize that to people, but have never received that for themselves. Well, they're saved people and they believe on the Lord, but they've never allowed themselves to be free. They read all the verses about grace as if they apply to someone else. Consequently, they have a hard time forgiving. They have a hard time of going forward in the relationships. Every wrong ever done them needs to be a retribution for it, paid for, made right. And uh, we can be set free from all of that by receiving the gift and the fullness. And, we, and when we receive it, then we show respect for it. And the respect of the gift shows the respect of the giver with that. Then it needs to be remembered. Does anybody but me have trouble remembering who gave them what sometimes? You, have, you do too, Trey? I'll tell you what. You do too? We'll meet afterwards. We need to have a support group for this. I can tell. See if we can help each other. Uh, there's certain things I don't, but sometimes, otherwise, I'll go, I'll have something. My wife will say, Who gave you that? And I'm like, hmm. That's why I tried to express gratitude right away. Because even something I'm grateful for and I enjoy very much, it's like, where did that come from? Uh, I can't remember that. You know? And my wife's sort of the antithesis of that. She's excellent at remembering. She knows who gave it, when, what date, and all that. And uh, so that's good. That's gratitude in action. But my brain doesn't work that way. Yeah, I remember what page something's written on in some weird book on one of my shelves somewhere. But no, I can't remember who gave me whatever. And uh, it's not true for everything, but it is. Uh, it happens sometimes. But uh, the gift needs to be remembered. I think it's good if you remember who, who gave it and you know, what it meant at the time. There are certain things that stand out with that. And uh, we remember that someone gave us this and what it meant to us at the time and uh, why it's to be remembered. It's to be, it's to be done purposefully. It's to be done purposefully. It's a great fountain. From that fountain comes gratitude and also humility because we realize we've been blessed by others. We take time to think about someone did something for us. We take time to think about it. It builds gratitude in our heart. You understand your heart can be trained. You understand that the Bible commands us to guide our heart. So there's a lot of programming that's come in through music and all sorts of things in our culture that you're just supposed to follow your heart and whatever it does. And all of that is wrong. Our heart, like everything else, is supposed to be given to the Lord. And to be given to the Lord, we learn to direct it in a certain way. And, uh, and, and where our affections are and set our affections with that. Psalm 103. I'll show you something great with that. Look in Psalm 103. 
This is funny. I'm up here preaching to you right now with the lady special playing in full orchestration in my mind while I'm talking to you. It's like background music going to my brain right now. Was it with you two? Or tuned into the same thing? I'm glad it's something. I think it's godly music. It's something from the 80s. Amen. Um, I'm happy about that right now. All right. Psalm 103. Uh, some kind of subliminal thing in that song. It's, it's stuck in my brain here. I'll wake up doing some off-key caterwauling to that song. <laughs> Psalm 103, verse 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Think about that term a minute. How many of you know that phrase? I mean, for anybody. Think what it says. He's commanding his soul to be a blessing to the Lord. Now that's me to it, doesn't it? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Look at verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. A gift is to be remembered. Be remembering is a purposeful action. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all of his benefits. Well, that means we have to take time to think about them. We have to take time to, to remember them and to cause ourselves to remember what God's done. Remember in a way that is active, in a way that, that affects our behavior patterns. And I remember how good God's been to me. It allows me to be good to other people. When I remember how good God's been to me, it helps me fight off despair. Despondency, these things that come on the human spirit and come like the darkness of night upon us at times, it helps so much if I take time to purposefully remember all of his benefits. He started enumerating them and thinking about them, not confining myself to the narrow and, and deceiving perspective of current events in my life, current comfort level, but looking at the benefits of the Lord and realizing what they are. Amazing stuff. I found it to be very heartening at times. That uh, Thank God, not just for our own self, but uh, to me it's become a treasure to realize that those I know, those I love, who are saved by the grace of God are secure forever. You know, there's a lot of things in this whole world can hurt people, damage them, cause them uh, problems in their actions, can cause them a lot of grief. But uh, thank God that they're secure in the hands of Christ. I'm telling you, that's a, that's a wonderful thing. So a gift's to be received. A gift's to be respected. Gift's to be remembered. And let me say to you, a gift is to be realized. Say, so what do you mean by the word realized, preacher? It's to be used for its purpose and its potential. Look in 1 Corinthians 15. It's to be used for its purpose and its potential. That gift I got you, Luke, the little shovel survival thing. Um, you seem to like that, all right? I'm in Revelation. I'm in for First Corinthians. I don't know why I'm in Revelation. Homing instinct from where I've been preaching. Um, you know, when I when I got that thing, there was a great deal. If you got two, I didn't need one. And uh, you've got a brother, obviously. But I did not get one for him. Any idea why? 
He'd never use it. Not because he wouldn't appreciate what Dad did, but, you know, Logan's idea of camping now is somewhere where there's not a gas grill, right? <laughs> His idea of camping, their idea of camping, is go find a mountain that only a Subaru can get to the top of and then go back in a ways where nobody is and stay there. So I got to... Got Logan a cast iron thing. He sent us a funny picture and said, now that I'm 30, this is what excites me. And he showed us all his cast iron cookware. <laughs> I guess it's rough getting old from what I'm understanding from him. But they had a little cast iron thing goes on the grill because he likes to grill. And it's for shrimp. It holds shrimp. holds 22 or 24 shrimp. Shrimp are hard to grill because they fall through the grill. <laughs> Like anything I try to cook on the grill, I can knock, knock a steak through a grill without meaning to. Um, but he opened that up. He was so excited about it. I didn't get your shrimp grill. Any idea why? Because you don't cook. <laughs> Would you have done it? Yeah, she, she's a good cook. She, she doesn't like shrimp. No, she doesn't like any kind of seafood or, or fish, fish stuff. But uh, so you, you, you see what I'm saying? There's a potential for something to be used. He said, well, that was good. You got what each one would use. Well, as their dad, I hope I would know. You know, I've known them all their lives. Um, I hope I would know what each one would or would not use. I saw the little thing in, just a little, little add-on gifts kind of thing. And I thought, man, Luke would probably use that. That would be useful when they're out and about. He might like that. I saw those. I thought, man, what would like that? Got that. Do you know our Heavenly Father gives us gifts? Do you know he knows what we have the potential of using and enjoying? And uh, it's to be realized. 1 Corinthians 15, are you there? I am now. I came out of Revelation just to get there. 1 Corinthians 15. <laughs> Talking about the resurrection of Christ and leading to the point I'm going to show you. But it says in verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which you have also received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I have preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. And that He was buried, and that He rose the third day according to the Scriptures. That He was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, He was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are falling asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also, Paul there, as of one born out of due time. He saw him on the Damascus Road some time later. For I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. By, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored the more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. And He said that grace, that gift that was given Him, gift of God is eternal life. That's grace. Listen, He said, I took it and used it. A presence to be received. A present is to be respected. A present is to be remembered and then it's to be realized. In other words, we are to use the potential of the gift that's been given us. 
We are to fully use it for that which it's made. I have uh, right now on me, I have three different gifts I was given. I have the tie, which I was most recently given. I like it. It matches this. And uh, it's not a dud of a, uh, of, a, uh, of a gift to give Dad a tie in our family because Dad goes through these things and I, and I use them. I like this. And uh, so I have that on. The potential of this was to wear it and to use it. I have a watch that my wife got me, I think, last year Christmas. Was that? And uh, she got me that. And I like it. I like the watch very well. Guess what it was made for? It was made to use and to be able to tell time with and, and, and to have. So I'm using that. I have the ring my mother got me when I graduated with my undergraduate degree. And I'm wearing that tonight because my fat finger's not swollen up and it'll actually fit tonight. But it is uh, uh, wearing that. Why, that's why she gave it to me back then. She gave that to me and, and said, uh, here, this is to remember. And I remember and think about things when, when I put that on, when I'm wearing that. There's a potential. Why are these gifts given? What were they for? Why, why did we use them? What, what are they about? God's given us gifts. And the gift is not only to be remembered and respected, to be, to be uh, received, but it's also to be realized. We ought to live up to the gifts that's been given us. We ought to not be afraid of using it. We ought to not be afraid of telling others. We ought not be afraid of, of, uh, of living to the potential that Christ wants us to. And how we can do that is by keeping in remembrance the one who gave it to us. God didn't give us a gift we can't use. I'd been some kind of lame brain daddy if I'd swapped those two gifts I gave the boys. I mean, wonderful. And you know, okay, it's a gift from dad. Thanks, dad. And you know, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And since they live right beside each other, they probably went home and swapped them. But it is, uh, they made sense. But why? Well, I'll tell you what, I, I think Logan should go outdoors more. He's outdoors a lot with work. And he, you know, that's what him, him and Bethany, I'll take up camping. That's not what they do. Their idea of camping you know, is, is a hotel that's not four star. And so that's, that's, that's not it. Why would I do that? That's not what they're going to use, right? Why would, why, would I, why would I give him? He doesn't cook. And why would I give him something for cookware? He wouldn't enjoy that. Do you know how intimately and how intricately our God knows us? And he gives us what we have an ability to use to honor and glorify him. Wonderful thing. One of the many wonderful things about God is not only are we made to the purpose, for the purpose of pleasing God, but then God also gives us things that help us to please him. He says, here, use this. I'll be happy with that. Let me see you use that. That'll make me happy. And uh, it does very much. Uh, Logan got me a nice, a nice uh, present, a nice jacket. And uh, when he saw it, and uh, he and Bethany saw it, and we were over at Lawn's mom's last night, and they, they drove over, and they got there uh, well after we did, and he came in, and I had it on, and he goes, how are you liking it? And I said, I enjoy it a lot. Bethany asked me, she says, is it good for travel and stuff? I said, it is. It, uh, I like it. It's just exactly the right size. I like it a lot. And uh, our, our Heavenly Father looks at the gifts He's given us, and He says, receive it. It's for me. Well, I couldn't do that. What, do you think He can't afford it? <laughs> there's just no good logical reason not to receive His gift. And there's certainly no good reason not to show a respect to, to remembrance and reverence of the gift and, and using it. And when we do these things, we honor God with what God has blessed us with. That's how you use a gift.
May God help us to learn to do that in our day-by-day living. Let's pray together tonight, all right? Father, thank You for Your people and the gathering together of them this evening. May we take the instruction and may it be caused to uh, affect our behavior, Lord. Or we're going to be knowledgeable in the knowledge of the holy and how to, uh, how to utilize and how to receive your gifts. Help us to do well with what you give to us. Amen. Let's stand together, please. Maybe there's a gift you come to your mind. You want to know how to do it. Tonight would be a good night just to be yielded to the Lord and say, Lord, teach me. Teach me how to respond to you properly. We have a song invitation. You want to come and talk to the Lord, and that would be a good time to do it.